0: Welcome to Enduring Words with David Guzik, a daily devotional podcast brought to you by Enduring Word. Today I want to talk to you about a different kind of righteousness and read to you a couple of verses from Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount. Here it is, Matthew chapter 5, verses 19 and 20, and this is Jesus, our Messiah, speaking. This is what he says. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. The most famous sermon Jesus preached is also probably the most famous sermon in all history. We call it the Sermon on the Mount because it was delivered from a hillside, as Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 tells us. It was spoken to a group of disciples, but there we these were disciples in the broadest sense, not simply the particular twelve who followed Jesus. In this message to these followers of every type, Jesus emphasized a correct understanding of God's law. He did this because it's very important for everyone to understand what God requires and what that understanding should lead us to do. When Jesus gave a warning that whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments would be called least in the kingdom of heaven, we understand these commandments are to be obeyed as explained and fulfilled by Jesus' life and teaching, not as in the legalistic thinking of the religious authorities of Jesus' day. For example, the law commanded sacrifice, but the sacrificial system was fulfilled in what Jesus did for us on the cross. So we do not run the danger of being called least in the kingdom of heaven by not observing animal sacrifice as it was detailed in the law of Moses. No, that was fulfilled in Jesus. Jesus wanted the citizens of his kingdom to know that the law remains important. He said it strongly. Whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. You see, the Christian is done with the law as a means of gaining a righteous standing before God. One passage that explains this is Galatians chapter 2, verse 21, where we read this, For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. However, the law still stands as the perfect expression of God's ethical principles and the pattern of what he requires of man. You see, we might say it like this. The law sends us to Jesus to be justified because it shows us our inability to please God in ourselves. But after we come to Jesus, he sends us back to the law to learn the heart of God for our conduct and our sanctification. (laughs) Then Jesus said one of the most striking things in his entire Sermon on the Mount, at least in my opinion. He said this, Unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, it's helpful if we remember how devoted the scribes and Pharisees were to the law. The Pharisees were so scrupulous in their keeping of the law that they would even tithe from the small spices that they grew in their herb gardens. You'll find that in Matthew chapter 23, verse 23. The heart of this devotion to God is shown by some modern-day Orthodox Jews. In early 1992, tenants let three apartments in an Orthodox neighborhood in Israel burn to the ground while they asked a rabbi whether a telephone call to the fire department on the Sabbath violated Jewish law. You see, observant Jews are forbidden to use the phone on the Sabbath because doing so would break an electrical current, which is considered a form of work. In the half hour, it took the rabbi to decide, yes, the fire spread to two neighboring apartments. Now, when we consider how carefully the scribes and Pharisees worked to keep the law as perfectly as they could, it might seem that we could never do what Jesus said we must do. We must do more than match their righteousness. We must exceed their righteousness, or we will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Yet, we can. We can exceed their righteousness because our righteousness goes beyond that of the scribes and Pharisees in kind, not necessarily in degree paul describes the two kinds of righteousness in philippians chapter 3 he says this concerning the righteousness which is in the law i was blameless but what things were gained to me i have counted loss for christ but indeed i count all things lost that i may be that i may gain christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness which is from the law but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. You see, the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees was impressive to everybody who saw them, everybody except God. God could see their hypocrisy, their pride, and their self-focus that actually corrupted many of the good things that they did. At the end of it all, we remember this. We are not made righteous by keeping the law, but by the gift of Jesus's righteousness given to us and received by faith. Now, in the coming following section of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is gonna explain what the law really means. And when we see that, we are so thankful that Jesus offers us a different kind of righteousness.